0: Well, hello, everyone. It's Twiggy here. Some of these recordings we did before the sad passing of Her Majesty the Queen. So I just wanted you to know that. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all well. I've got a great guest today. He goes by one name, like me, and he's a brilliant photographer. His name is Rankin, and I'm sure lots of you know his work. And he also does wonderful things for charity, and I can't wait to chat to him. Rankin, I finally gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely to see you. I haven't seen you for and ages. And you,
1: it feels like an e- a decade since I've seen you, but you look exactly well, the same.
0: Oh well, thank you.
1: But um, always brilliant. The last
0: time we met, actually, you were brilliant. Mother's you were Day? doing it was a um, it was the Mother's Day campaign. It and it was myself and my daughter Carly and my little granddaughter who she was four, Joni. She's 7 next week, so that's how long ago it was.
1: Oh. And she
0: as you remember she she came in really shy, do you remember? Yeah, I remember. And she kind yeah. of sat in the corner cuz you know your studio is huge and lots of people. And within about 15 minutes you had a hysterically laugh. You were absolutely oh. brilliant with her. Thank and she you. was running up, do you remember the back yeah. wall? And sliding down, and sliding. <laughs> it
1: was brilliant. So when you
0: came to take the photographs with her and with Carly she couldn't and myself, she stand still. <laughs> she was brilliant. You were yeah. absolutely amazing. So thank you thank for you. that. No,
1: it was a pleasure. And it's I always a pleasure.
0: One of the ones you took of her is blown up. Well, you did a beautiful print for me, and I've got it. On my wall because it's such a gorgeous picture. One of my favorites. (laughs) So how have you been?
1: I've been good. I've been good. Lockdown has been okay for me. So I'm I'm feeling pretty positive about everything and hit 56. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that as well. Yeah. You poor old thing. I know. You're a
0: young'un. You're a (laughs) young'un. I
1: feel good. I feel like I'm 26. So
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, you you never stop working, do you?
1: I love working
0: i know you do
1: it's my lifeblood i just get off on it it's my it's like a drug for me i can't if i in fact when i was in lockdown I, I was starting to get withdrawal symptoms and um started photographing <laughs> flowers so i've got oh. a massive i've got the most massive flower photographic collection that i've done Oh wonderful and it, i did a big show of it and and everybody would come in and say oh, what did you do in lockdown i go i did this <laughs> so do, do we have do,
0: do we have a book coming out of Rankin's there's, already, there's, there's, there's
1: two books out I've already done them I've read done them
0: oh have you of your flowers yeah. I've
1: already done them yeah oh. Got them out really quickly.
0: Oh, lovely! Oh,
1: I'd love to see one. Uh, I'll send you one. I'll send you a couple. But what was funny was I was trying to do flowers for ages because obviously most people, most photographers want to do flowers. It's like it's in it's in your it's in your DNA as a photographer to do flowers. And I could never get into. It. I was trying to create jeopardy. I was having <laughs> vases on the side of plims almost falling. I just couldn't find my way in. And then lockdown happened. And it was me on my own in my spare room with a, with a south-facing window. And, um, and all I could do was photograph flowers. That was the only thing. I was photographing my wife a bit, but the flowers were, were my every day. And I got into it by treating them like people and i started to take oh. portraits of them and because it was me and my own and the flowers i started to talk to them and create characters and That's it was brilliant. it was great it was really really good for my head and my kind of so need they would make work
0: they were cut flowers i take it
1: yes yeah, some of them from the garden and some of them yeah. i would buy and get them delivered um but but and sometimes i would go out and and i picked lots and lots of dandelions because i love dandelions um, so I was doing everything from, you know, weeds and, and anything really. And I started off with them all quite shriveled and cause that was kind of what my state of mind was at the time. And mm. by the end I was photographing glorious kind of, you know, beautiful poppies and no, it was a really, it was great. It was really great project to do during lockdown.
0: Well, do, do, don't you think because of, you know, the horror that everyone was going through that, that, you know, thank God it didn't affect nature or animals or anything like that. So when we were allowed to go, I can remember Lee and I, when we were allowed to actually travel a little bit, we went for a walk through the woods and the bluebells were coming out. And it was like... And
1: it's so beautiful.
0: It actually made us cry because, you know, we'd been shut up for so long. Yeah. And just seeing nature like that and the colour and the smell, and it was just like... Oh, you know, there is there is hopes. And we didn't know about vaccines then. This was very early. And um, obviously, some people were going through terrible, terrible things and losing people. And it was just kind of a, a moment of oh, we, I hope, you know, please, God, we'll get through this. And um, Yeah. I do feel much more optimistic now, don't you?
1: Me too, yeah. And I felt very privileged at the time that I had the ability to do what I was doing, and it kept me really sane. But um, I felt t- – I did a, another project where I went and photographed. I, I offered my services to the NHS, so I went out during lockdown and, and did some photos. But um, I feel so much more optimistic now, and – but I feel, I feel like um, I learned something from it because I really got a real. I, I, when you talk about nature, I, I got an appreciation for it that I hadn't had before. So I, I'm an I'm a glass half full person anyway. So
0: yeah, I bet you are. But also, don't you think it? Well, it certainly changed feelings within me. I don't think I was such a workaholic as you probably are, but I love working. I love projects. I love doing things. I love, you know, doing things with my family. And suddenly when we couldn't do any of it, you suddenly had time to reflect and think, well, hold on. (laughs) What is the most important? And and it it kind of, I don't know, I think it's changed a lot. Well, certainly within me and my family of how one thinks about things and what you want to do with your life and and also being kinder to people although with what's going on in the world it makes you wonder but um yeah you know and I mean you must have experienced amazing things when you photograph the NHS people was that Um, very emotional
1: it was emotional it was extraordinary it was freeing like i felt free because i'd felt very like everybody i felt really sort of locked up and um it was i was nervous because i was scared of the of catching it um but what was brilliant was meeting these people and their stories were phenomenal and what they gave me was confidence that it was going to be over eventually yeah. and uh, well that's and, interesting and, even yeah. that early on yeah it was really wow. interesting it really gave me confidence that they they were professional they knew what they were doing they gave me very very strong advice which is similar to what the government were giving us but it was from you know a health worker who really knew their stuff and they just said just follow these rules and you'll be fine and um yeah and i felt great and and about that and then really meeting them and hearing their stories were just very painful but they were also very very rewarding and i think that they felt that they were heard as well which was why i did it really
0: Do you have a cup of tea? I do. Oh, look at your mug. I have to tell everyone. Rankin's got the most amazing mug. What are they? They're skulls.
1: They're Mexican uh, death masks. Oh, yeah. So, I think they're yeah. rather
0: beautiful, aren't they? I'm
1: obsessed by um, skulls. But my wife, I'm drinking my wife's tea. Oh. So she makes tea and I'm drinking.
0: Which one have you got?
1: I'm drinking the slump, which is a. <laughs> and she's got oh. a tea called Thule Tea. How and it's amazing. all herbal tea. She's got 10, I think it's 10, maybe 11 herbal teas. And that's her, um, that's her one of her characters, Earl Grey. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. Oh, that's brilliant. What a brilliant thing. Who, who drew that? Did she draw it?
1: She No, she um, came out of, she went and studied herbal medicine. Wow. And um, her and her best friend decided to create a tea company based on herbs. So this one's got cinnamon, turmeric, and chilli infusion. Oh. So, and it's a pick me up. So, you know, oof. Yeah. You know, it's good, good in the
0: morning. Good in the morning.
1: Good well, good morning believe the, I, her, I,
0: That's brilliant.
1: Yeah, her tea is incredible. I really recommend it to everyone. It's too. different And can tea. you get it
0: kind of in the shops? Or not do you yet. Have to go it's online. It's, on,
1: it's online for the moment, but I think it will take off because it's great. And I, I have to say that I use the sleepy one to, to help me sleep. It's incredible.
0: Are you not a good sleeper?
1: No, not I bet at all. you're not.
0: I bet because no. you're quite wired, aren't you? Yeah, and, wired. I bet your brain. Won't stop.
1: I have to listen to books to calm me down.
0: Oh, that what to, like audio books?
1: Yeah, that sorted me out. Really, Oh, sorted that's me out. interesting. Yeah,
0: because I always read before I go to sleep. Because right. Lee always says he knows when I fall asleep because he the book here's clumped,
1: the, yeah. clumped
0: on the floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually don't get through more than a couple of
1: paragraphs. What do you What do you read? What's your oh, favorite my goodness. thing to read?
0: I've I've, I'm in the middle of a John Grisham at the moment. I love which a John Grisham. Is, oh, he writes. So, they're so compelling. John well, Grisham we, and
1: Stephen King are the best two writers for Oh, yeah, for Stephen King I them.
0: haven't got, got into, but John oh. Grisham. Joe Nesbo I like, but they're quite yeah. dark. They're dark, And then yeah. on the other side of the, the coin, I love, which probably you wouldn't, I think they're more women's books, kind of romantic novel. I read all the 12 Dark novels, one after the other, hmm. and they're kind no, of No, I would be more of a...
1: I would be more of a hornblower reader. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Well, you
0: know, talking about audio books, which we're huge fans <laughs> of, but I don't have them to go to sleep. We, we've we got a place down in, in West Sussex. Lovely. So it's a couple of hours drive. And, you know, we play music, but we play audio books. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. The, the journey goes like that. If, mm. if we, and we did all the hornblower ones um, that Sean B narrated. They're oh. absolutely fantastic. He does yeah. them
1: brilliantly. Yeah. And,
0: um, and I can, rem- I mean, many times we've got down to our house and we're in the middle of a chat. We sat in the car. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've done
0: that. Because <laughs> we can't get out now. I want to know what happens. Yeah, I've but done at, that. The moment, I'm in a John Grisham set in the Appalachian Mountains about, oh, it's quite. I mean, because I think he writes a lot from truth and what goes yeah. on because he was a lawyer wasn't he a big lawyer yeah. i think yeah and he's one is of the best writers a- yeah brilliant appalachian mountains about the coal companies you know cutting down all the trees and the mountains and i mean there's a story involved of a young lawyer who goes in but um but it's really good it's brilliant absolutely brilliant and that you know i can usually read a couple of chapters before i nod off and then i sleep like a log
1: i i, I sleep well when when i've read um i sleep badly if i haven't and i i, I f- find that if i wake up and i then read or listen to an audiobook then i go back to sleep much quicker so but it's, you're right it's my brain if i get one crazy thing in my head like this morning i had a thing about a delivery van and i just couldn't get it out of my head i was like <laughs> we haven't booked we haven't booked a delivery van and um <laughs> And then it's in my head, and I, even now I haven't sorted it out. And now it's in my oh, head. Oh, don't, 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 panic,
0: Mister. Don't panic, no, no, Mister. Ma- i I won't. I won't but you've I won't. got, you've got a really good team around. I mean, I've been to your Fab amazing team, yeah, studio. Yeah. you've got, a, you've got a wonderful. And the, do you know what's lovely about your studio? Because it's quite awe-inspiring when you walk in because it's big and there's lots of people, but everyone's so friendly.
1: We work really hard on making sure that we have people. We, we hire people that are, have got that kind of attitude and good.
0: It's important, you know, because there's a lot in our kind of fashion business. I mean, I know you do lots of other things, but in the kind of fashion business, that sometimes people aren't as friendly as they should. Too cool, be.
1: too cool They're for bit- school.
0: Yeah, that's right, and mm. and and it can make people feel a bit uncomfortable. And that's what's lovely about going into your studio, because everyone's I hate everyone's it. so yeah, lovely. I
1: don't. I think if 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 people were like that it would really upset me. So I work quite hard and you know I'm if I'm honest going back to you know when I started I was probably a bit like that and a bit sort of egotistical and arrogant but no I've I've learned that the best way to be is you know have have fun make people smile and and make them walk away feeling good about it and then they want to come back. You know people don't want to come back if it's cold and Yeah,
0: you know, it's the old saying, you get more with honey than you do with vinegar, right? I like that,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) It's true. So, now, you were born in Scotland, right?
1: Yeah. So
0: you're full-blown Scottish?
1: Full-blown Scottish, but moved to Yorkshire when I was... Uh, nine and then moved to St Albans when I was thirteen so
0: oh okay was that because of parents work or
1: my my dad was very working class but very clever so incredibly smart left school at fifteen because his father had died and would have probably gone on and done really well at school but had to work his way up to look after his mum, and um, once his mum had passed away, he wanted to get out of Glasgow as quickly as he could, because he wanted to have a better life. So yeah. he could only go so far in what he was doing in in Glasgow. So he, you know, gradually moved down the country to London, lived lived and worked in London, out just outside London, you know, till he retired. So I, I, and I was at state school all the way through. So you just pick up, you know, you get it beaten out of you a little bit when You move to Yorkshire and then again to St. Albans, you want to fit in. So, I'm um, I do this really strange thing where I pick up people's accents quite quickly. I was really, say, is, because if yeah. you lived
0: in Glasgow till you were 10, presumably you had a Scottish I like accent. That,
1: yeah, it's like many, ne- my, my yeah, I like rankin. yeah.
0: It's a re- oh, and then when you went to Yorkshire, did you go? A no, bit? Then.
1: no, then, no, I, no. <laughs> that's
0: just because grumpy. I would if I hadn't read your bug i i would have had you for i thought well his parents are probably scottish but he's a born and bred london because you've got such a yeah. london accent i
1: mean i have and 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 st albans is you know a st. Albans. i don't call them st albans it's st. Albans. i mean it is it is a it's it is london essentially like you you feel like it's you're... gorgeous st albans actually I love Hertfordshire and I think I've got a house in Suffolk now and I really oh, I think you? it's beautiful. We I were love in it. So,
0: where about? Oh, well, you don't have to say, but Suffolk's beautiful. Just outside
1: Ipswich. It's beautiful. It's beautiful around there. The people are incredible. I love I love living there. But my heart is in Hertfordshire and, I really, and I really love places like Ware and... Uh, Saint Albans, Harpenden—they're just well. Great. The
0: history, the history all around there it's is great. extraordinary. I mean, St. it's great. is really yeah. historical. Yeah, Verilum,
1: isn't it? you know. So, and I know that area so well. So, there's part of me that would love to move back there, but my wife is very intent, and I was living in Hampstead at the moment. So, we're 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 going to stay here for a while, and then probably later on look for somewhere in Hertfordshire.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, also, if you're in Hertfordshire, you're not that far from
1: London. Well, that's why I keep saying to her, but she's never lived in one of those, you know, uh, towns around 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 London. So she doesn't. In her head, she's not thinking, "Oh, it's quick to get in." Whereas I'm, I know it's twenty five minutes. So
0: say, um, it's an, I I think, yeah, it's an opens into, especially North London.
1: Yeah, North London. See, we even-
0: used to have a place in in Suffolk. Right, but we live in West London, and oh, that that's drive- a, That's
1: a proper drive. That's a three-hour drive. But well, that's yeah. why
0: we switched to West Sussex because the drive was uh, horrendous. You just run
1: the M25 now.
0: I, 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 don't, go on the M25. Don't you? <laughs> I, I scare. I mean, unless I have to. <laughs> I, I those you're not a good driver. Roads. I'm a good driver, but the M25 is scary. Yeah, it's scary. Those I lorry agree. drivers. Also, if you get caught in a jam on the N25, you're, 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 you're
1: stuffed. Yeah. No, I
0: used to go along the embankment from kind of um, you know Chelsea along there
1: down through Putney.
0: Well, when I go to West Sussex, when yeah. we used to go to Suffolk, we used to go along the embankment. All through the,
1: uh, you know, the city. Oh wow, you went that way. Of,
0: it took forever. So onto out, the M11.
1: Out, um, onto the M11, yeah, and then mm. up the M11 down the A14. Yeah.
0: So it used to take me over an hour just to get to the M11. We were yeah. still in London,
1: and it's very frustrating, that isn't it? When you're <laughs> an hour in, even if you're listening to a good audiobook and you're like, hold on. What are we doing? I know, yeah. Well it was
0: in the end. It was taking us nearly three and a half, four hours to get That's there. That's crazy.
1: So. But there's nothing like there's absolutely nothing wrong with Suffolk at all. I love, I love all of the the home counties and Suffolk, and I I love them. Norfolk's beautiful. I mean, any of those counties, I would yeah, West Sussex. I, I used to live in Brighton, Kent. I love Kent so much. Well,
0: what's amazing? We're we're outside of the South Downs. We're near the sea, oh, which wow. I, we wanted because of our grand, you know, we've now got five grandchildren <clears throat> and we thought it'd be fun to be near the sea. because Something to do, isn't it? Yeah. Also, yeah. And it, you know, with kids, they don't care if it's sunny or rainy. They just, no. you know, you can go on the beach with your raincoat on and your wellies and, and have a great day. So we're very close to the, sea, the seaside, but we're three miles from – the, the, you know, the the South Downs.
1: Incredible. And
0: actually, last weekend, Lee and I, because it was bank holiday, we thought we're not going to go to the beach because it's going to be so crowded. So we went into the woods, and you know, a, a four mile drive past Arundel Castle. We're very near there, and we were like, I mean, we went for a two and a half hour walk in the wood. We got lost actually <laughs> in the woods and in the downs. Supposed to be an hour and a
1: half, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we bumped into two people after an hour and a half and said, wow. excuse us, do you know which way so-and-so village is? And they said, well, if you keep walking down here, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they said, I said, how, how long? About 20 minutes? She said, oh, no, an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, Ooh. God. We'd gone. But it was, I tell you, it was magical. And it was like there was nobody there, these two yeah. people and a dog. Unbelievable. We're very, very lucky, actually. We are
1: lucky. And you would never live anywhere else but England, a Am I right?
0: Well, I've lived in America twice. I've lived back way, way back. I lived in LA, which was amazing. And I lived in New York. And I must say, if I couldn't live in London, I'd probably pick New York because you, you mm. can get out to Long Island and, yeah. and I do love it. But my heart's in the UK, really. It yeah, me too. It has been. Me too. There's something very, especially in our business, there's something you're not always surrounding it about you know, in LA, it's all about the acting business yeah. and the project. You're always on.
1: You're always yeah. On. yeah and I here,
0: I don't feel that. I mean, I'm sure, like you, we've got friends who do lots of different things, and I do yeah. And and I think that's important.
1: I always say, America, LA is lovely to visit. They're lovely to visit. Yeah, but I, I couldn't live there. No,
0: no I know. I know. <laughs> I read, which really made me laugh, because I just presumed you probably picked up a camera when you would, (laughs) you know, because you're such a brilliant photographer. I thought, I bet he picked up a camera when he was eight. But I read that you actually, you did, you went to a a college of printing.
1: I went to, I I did accountancy first.
0: that's so hysterical. I love it.
1: Yeah, at Brighton Poly. Yeah, I was at Brighton Poly first. I know, which I loved because Brighton's so amazing. And I was very lucky because I went to halls of residence with all these art students and all of them were saying to me, what are you doing? Why are you doing accountancy? You're obviously not supposed to be an accountant. And they really inspired me. And I went back home and had to say to my dad, I think I'm going to do photography. And he was very unhappy, but. I wouldn't have been able to say that if he hadn't encouraged me to do what I wanted to do in life. So it was a bit of a double-edged sword for him. He was kind of like, you should do what you believe is right for you. And I said, well, it's photography. And um that was a big, big thing, yeah.
0: So why photography and not art or um architecture? I mean, did somebody... Give you a camera, or did you have a camera? Did were you
1: experimenting? I had a feeling I'd be good at it, but I think the the main thing is that you, you from my background, nobody had ever like none of my family had ever done anything creative. So, being the first to do it, I didn't have pretensions of being a director or an artist. I thought, look, this is something that you know you you can do at different levels. I could have been a you know, a newspaper photographer back then, or I could be, you know, a fashion photographer. And I was very seduced by the idea of what a photographer was because of people like David Bailey and, and blow up the film. So I was, I kind of had this idea of it being a bit glamorous. And, um, I thought, you know, it's one guy and a, or one woman and a camera. So it's not like doesn't seem that complicated. So I, I went for something and technically I was quite good at maths and physics and stuff like that. so I didn't have any fear of the technical stuff at all. And I think those two things together made me go, oh, I'll do this because I know that, you know, I'll be able to get in it at some level and make a job out of it. And also when I first picked up a camera, I literally picked up the camera and went, oh, wow, I can show people how I see the world in a really direct way. And um it felt really rewarding just to be able to do that straight away. And it wasn't hard. I didn't find any of the technical stuff hard. I got through there's two books you read called Basic and Advanced Photography, and I got through them in a weekend. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I picked I picked that stuff up really, really quickly. So
0: did you first pick up a light what I call a proper camera with all the yes. lens things and so you had to learn about the the apertures and all the things that I I could yeah. never do, but I didn't have to do it. But
1: <laughs> I yeah, no, really I, I I literally that what that none of that stuff phased me. Now you don't have to do it because it, it does it for you. But yeah. what
0: do you feel about that as opposed to the um, old cameras? Do you still use some of the old cameras with all the old bits or is it all digital now uh,
1: Um my the camera I use it is digital but everything nothing's automatic on it it's all manual so oh, okay. we 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 override anything um, automatic on it because I want to control what I'm doing um, so I'm using all the old techniques but with a digital back but um oh. I don't use film very much because I don't really need to and I've 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 done it. I know everything inside out for film. So, and I did it for 20 years. It wasn't like it was. Yeah. It wasn't. And also
0: know. there is something lovely. I mean, uh, f- from my point of view, from the other side of the camera is seeing it immediately. Cause I love it. Yeah. You, you take a picture and you can look at it. And, you know, you when we did, a, you know, the pictures we've done together, you, you'd say, come and have a look at this. And I'd say, oh, my God, I hate that one. Oh, I love that one. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bossy. <laughs> I love that. I love that collaboration. And I think what's interesting about what you've been doing a lot of your life and what I've been doing is that most people don't realise how much we collaborate right so the model or the subject and the photographer or the director it's a collaboration it's not like me telling you what to do and you just doing it if you most people that just do that aren't very good in front of the camera it's the people you collaborate with and make the work together so I love digital because it allows our you know you don't have to entirely trust me uh, to tell you that this is going to be good you can see that it's good yeah. and, and then you can you know develop or lean into it and i really love that a lot of photographers like to have can retain that kind of mystique or a control or whatever it, but for me it's the collaboration that's yeah. the best bit like i love i love hearing you go i hate it <laughs> don't show me it and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> I know I always say like I always say to people like I can just take another one. It's all right, you know. We, there's yeah, no, you the know, end we, of the world. it's not the end of the world. Well, I have no. to say
0: most of the ones we've done. I mean, I think I first worked with you on the. It was um. A cancer charity charity promotion, and they were fabulous. Well, I mean, you do take fabulous pictures, I have to say. And I felt very because I didn't, I'd never met you, and I didn't really know you. You're always a bit nervous going in.
1: Yeah, and I felt. Yeah, I'm nervous at me. I'm nervous at meeting people as well. Like it's not. People just assume you know. Once you've met the Queen, you they assume everybody's (laughs) going to be easy after that, but. You, i i find that sometimes people come in and are really they are quite scary and, they, and sometimes if they're nervous they're even scarier but I, I i tried to make it about them having a good time mm-hmm. and it not being you know feeling part of it is a big part of it for me so if they don't feel like they're listened to or they're part of the process and that's models as well as celebrities oh, it's not i don't i don't really want the models to feel objectified or Mm. to feel like they're just there to you know be some a clothes horse i think then the photos look like they're really bored so and i try (laughs) and make my pictures look you know like they're having a bit of a laugh and so and i tend to really choose models that are really mouthy and Got a lot, you know, a bit gobby. Got stuff to say, like me and Kate. You and Kate are brilliant because <laughs> because you make me laugh, and she's got such a brilliant. She's got well, such she, a brilliant laugh. Like she really.
0: She Kate, we're talking about the d- divine Kate Moss now, but she's one of the funniest people I've ever Definitely. met. We've done a few Definitely. pictures together, and I mean, it's very hard to get us on the. St- on the set without yeah because you're having, having a
1: having a crack yeah no <laughs> i i i love her but i tend to go cuz people go oh you choose people on looks so i'm like no no i choose people on personality first and if they've not got that personality we the the shoot's never as much fun yeah. so it's
0: interesting years and years ago when i first started modeling in the Around when you were born, funny enough, Um, because I was discovered in 66 and you were born in 66. I was, yeah. But about, must have been about 67, 68. I met this incredible, I thought she was, you know, because I, you know, I came out of left field. I mean, you know, what happened to me was weird and models didn't look like me, you know, Mm. so. And I met this girl in New York, this model, and she was, to me, the most beautiful creature I'd ever seen. She was just breathtaking, She had long black hair and she she was just perfect physically. And over a few weeks, I got to know her. She was one of the most unpleasant, unfriendly people I've ever met. And the beauty kind of went. It's very interesting. It is
1: interesting. And then you can meet
0: people who aren't, okay, 100% physically perfect, but because there's something inside that comes out that's wonderful – they become beautiful. Oh, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Just... One of my
1: one of my one of my favourite films of you is the one where you're dancing, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know if it was Terrence, Do- I don't know who shot it, but it was Norman Parkinson. Uh, Norman Parkinson. There you go. And him... that 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 image. It, you know that seared into my memory of that's what you know, a model <laughs> supposed to do. Aww, like in my in my film. which is really sweet and it's really but it's really like you're really likable in it, you know. So I think your personality shines through and and then um I think that that's the thing that in all in all pictures from that yeah, era. I agree, I the
0: agree. ones
1: that really stand out are the are the people that have got Angelica Houston. I think looks great in every oh, she's picture amazing. that you know. She just looks so fantastic, and she's very a unique looking woman. And and when I but met she's her, she's an I was amazing
0: like, actress, and she's amazing, a, a, a amazing, amazing lady. Actually, yeah, amazing. You've got to tell me about photographing the queen so,
1: yeah i i didn't post anything and i i kind of always feel it's a bit performative for me to put a po- picture of my my own picture of her up and say but um i got a really amazing uh, uh, note recently because i did something for the the exhibition of of her where there's pictures of her through the uh, through the decades and um the curator said that my photograph of her is one of their favorites which i think that means the palace's favorites um because she's really laughing in my picture Uh. and um and what's really interesting is when i got the commission to photograph her i was really big on research um at that time and i I i don't always research everybody but i really researched her and one of the things that came across was that she had a really great sort of sense of humor so i that was what i was really looking for when i went to take the photograph and when i got to buckingham palace and i'm sure you've been it's it's like an old kind of brighton hotel it's really crazy (laughs) kind of quite (laughs) sort of quite sort of stuffy in a way but but very very big it's quite the scale of it is what really freaked me out and i was i was in the throne room and she was walking down this corridor and it had to be the length of a a football field, the corridor, and I could see her and the footman walking and they were both laughing. They were chatting he was about six foot two and she's her height, five foot one or whatever it is. And they were just cracking up at each other. And I was like, that's what I want. I want that. Yeah. So that was in my head the whole time. And then of course, you know, she, she came in and this wave of empowerment just washes over you (laughs) and you just go, wow, that is that I've never met any powerful wave like that. I've never felt that aura, um, and um, yeah, she was just she was just so funny from the minute she walked in, Aww. and I was like, wow, you really are exactly what. And did you she know. chat
0: to you? And yeah, you know, she did. Yeah, oh, so I was lovely. like,
1: I was like, I really want to photograph you holding the sword. And she said, I don't like my hands, and I was like, that's the best get out of holding the sword. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like, I don't like my hands. you know i'm probably not supposed to say that but it was just what i loved about her was everything she's so smart so so smart and 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 everything that response and everything she was saying had this amazing twist to it so it was just really really it was brilliant so it was a
0: happy it was a happy occasion i loved
1: it i mean i spent five minutes with her so I, i can't say that i'm Intimate, you know. I don't know her. <gasps> oh, you, you no. only
0: had like five, ten minutes to do. Yeah, uh, ten oh minutes goodness. in total. Yeah, no, so. no pressure. No pressure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'd photographed loads of bands, you know, in in hotel rooms over the years, which gives you, you know, they were much grumpier and much more difficult That's
0: than. So sweet. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've met Her Majesty a couple of times, like you do in lineups, and she's. I. It always amazes me that you know she's so professional and so. I mean, all the people she has to meet and has to chat to, and yeah, you just think, oh my goodness, unbelievable! I mean, you do so many things, but I want to ask you how you you got into publishing, and you you published Dazed and Confused with Jefferson Hack. Yeah, how did that all come together? Well, we I mean were, that's an amazing thing to get into. Publishing. Yeah, we
1: we were very we were very lucky again. I always think it's a matter a matter of luck and and circumstance. So we were very lucky that we met each other at college. I was doing student union magazine at the London College Printing. I was the assistant editor. I was looking for contributors, and he walked into the. He was the only person that came to the meeting. Um, and we met each other and I said, well, you're hired because there's no one else here. So <laughs> um, and, um, and from doing the college magazine, we learned basically how to make a magazine. So we came out of college um, the year the, the year later. I, I was uh, still in the student union for another year. And he and I just sat up Days Confused with a guy called Ian, who was at college with us as well. And that's how we got into it.
0: So were you completely hands on or did you just Oh yeah
1: yeah yeah completely? we were we were we did everything so it was really just the three of us for the first 2 years and did and you self
0: publish or did you go to a publisher and say we've got this idea and
1: No we self published so I mean Jefferson used to do the advertising meetings I used to do the printing meetings and sometimes we would overlap but we we essentially just it ourselves and we got sponsorship and we kind of learned on the job and and, and, in a way we kind of grew up a little bit in public because we were both very very innocent when we did it but it was just after kind of the recession in um in the 90s so the, the the late 80s early 90s so there wasn't really any opportunity to work anywhere and we just thought oh we'll try it ourselves and what what you know what can we lose? But you
0: did hit, hit a kind of pulse with that. You know, it was a new type of magazine. It was like, I think young people, you know, jumped at it because it was so different from, you know, what was on most of the magazine stand. So it was...
1: Yeah, and it a took a clever. few years. I think we got to 94 and we'd been du- been doing it about three years and suddenly, I think the first person that was interested was Bjork. So we were in a really cool little shop called Sign of the Times and we were, you know, we were basically a fanzine and she saw it and she wanted to be in it and I got a job and... Uh, doing a press session for her and we got paid quite well for that press session. And we put the money into the magazine. And, and from there, because she kind of gave us a seal of approval, suddenly other people, other music, music artists came to us and asked us to do work. And and it was really, I, I think it was at that time, the music industry was booming the early early sort of mid 90s it was really making a lot of money so a little magazine you know giving them a bit of cash was seen as something cool and um i think that that really propelled us into uh the mainstream a bit more and then we got a proper distribution deal and etc etc
0: so this is all before you kind of got into fashion photography and
1: i was kind of doing it at the same time you know so it wasn't like the photography came first but jefferson was the writer i was a photographer and ian was the designer and we came together made this thing together as a way of us being able to make our own thing and it was really because we'd done the student magazine that we thought well we can go out there and try and get work for vogue or for the face or we couldn't do it ourselves and we opted to do it ourselves because we liked the control it gave us. And then I don't think we ever thought it would last more than a few months. If I'm really honest, I think there's, there was that great quote. I think that Mick Jagger said, you know, did they think they would be around 50 years later? And he said something like, mm-hmm. we didn't think we'd be around five months later, never mind 50 <laughs> years later. And they, I, I love it. I'm completely paraphrasing it. But but we didn't think we would be longer than a few, you know, a few issues, really.
0: So I'm going to let you go soon. But are you working on anything at the moment? Or Yes,
1: I am. I am working, so I'll tell you really quickly. So, oh, no. as everyone's going digital, I'm doing something called volumetric capture, where I'm creating sculptures from photographic captures. Oh my goodness,
0: that yeah. sounds so complicated! Ranking. So they're going to be
1: bro- they're going to be bronze <laughs> sculptures, and oh, I've done wow. one, and they're life size, and they're absolutely amazing.
0: Oh, so when does this all get released, or is I'm it just hoping- an ongoing?
1: I've done one and it looks amazing. So I'm shooting a whole load more and I'm hoping that I'm going to get wow. them out by next spring, this time next year, hopefully.
0: Amazing. Well, that's a, you are amazing.
1: Oh. It's lovely because
0: you do so many different things. And your what's lovely is your exuberance and love of it. Oh, and I that-
1: love it. I love doing, I love, I love talking to you. I love everything. I love everything about what, this opportunity we've been given. And I really appreciate it. And I never take it for granted ever, 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 ever.
0: No, I know you don't. No, I feel the same. I think you just have to embrace it and, and, and enjoy it and feel very, you know, like this podcast talking to you. I started it in lockdown because we were all locked down and it's, turned into this wonderful thing for me because I get to chat to people like you and and people some people I talk to I've never met and that's also very interesting I as well. love that
1: I love that you're doing it and it's such a good concept tea you know <laughs> no it is it is the best oh, ideas the are always TV. the simplest, aren't they? I, think. I know.
0: Well, Lee came up with the idea because uh, the, the the title because they asked if I'd do it, and I met Kobe. Well, we've never met physically, have we, Kobe, my producer? We've only met online, but um, and then Lee said, "Oh, you've got to call it Tea with Twiggy because it's just got a good ring."
1: It's brilliant, and, and I'm
0: I'm a big tea drinker
1: anyway. It's brilliant, and I think you know I've really I'm re- I feel very privileged to be on
0: oh well thank you for joining me and you you have a lovely I don't know when this will go out but have a lovely summer and I'm thank dying you. to see these um, pieces you're doing that's amazing
1: I'll, I'll send you across and don't, don't,
0: forget, don't forget me flower book
1: I'll, I'll make sure I get the, <laughs> I'll get you over those flower books thank you
0: and hopefully I'll see you soon yeah
1: big love always such a pleasure to speak to you lots of love yeah lo-
0: lots and lots of love bye Ah, that was great. I mean, he's such a lovely guy. And I think, apart from the fact that he is a wonderful photographer, when you work with him, he makes it so easy and it's always fun. And that's what it should be. I always enjoy it when I get a booking to work with Rankin. And um, you should check out his books. His photographs are fabulous. Anyway, I hope you all have a nice week. Bye. If this is your first time listening to Tea with Twiggy, please do remember to tell your friends. You can also subscribe for free on your podcast app and listen to all my previous guests. If you want to connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Twiggy or you can find me on Instagram at Twiggy Lawson. My thanks go to all the people that have helped this podcast happen. Many thanks to James Carroll and all the team at North Bank Talent Management. Thanks to all the team at Stripped Media, including Ben Williams, who edits the show, my producer, Kobe Omanaka, and executive producers, Tom Wally and Dave Corkery. The music you can hear now is my version of Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks. If you'd like to hear the whole song, you can find it and all the other songs I've recorded on iTunes and Spotify. So check it out. I look forward to you joining me for my next episode. So see you then. Bye.
1: You just heard a Stripped Media Production.